What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the First Defense Audio Installment. This episode we're going to be having a special guest on to talk about the Daytona 500 and just some make some season long takes and that's going to be someone uh, who's listened to the podcast for a while and that I'm buddies with, his name's Matthew. He's been on here before actually. You can find him on Instagram at KBNASCARFAN. I think it's KBNASCARFAN8 or... No, it's just KB NASCAR fan, so check him out. Um, yeah, so I wanted to do talk about a few things before we call him because there's just a few things we didn't cover. Um, I just want to talk about like the schedule and make my truck and Xfinity picks, and then I listened to Denny Hamlin's podcast last night, and I found a few other things that I wanted to mention to that might be uh you might want to know before we get to daytona all right so if you're gonna watch qualifying and everything then the first event at on track is gonna be cup series qualifying single single car qualifying wednesday so that's tomorrow i'm recording this tuesday at 8 15 that's on fs1 then thursday the duels are at seven o'clock that's on the 16th also on FS1, and then there's practice starting at 5.30. Hamlin said that the practices don't really matter because, I mean, you're going to qualify and go into the duels at that point. You know what you got. Maybe you make a few adjustments, but and you practice, like, going to pit road, but it's just the practices are in weird spots. And then there's also practice Saturday at 10.30 a.m., and then the Daytona 500 is 2.30. So now... Xfinity series so they have practice Friday that's the 17th at 4 30 and then they have qualifying at 11 30 Saturday morning and then the race is at 5 p.m. Saturday so that'll be under the lights when it finishes uh, I'll make my truck and Xfinity picks pretty soon I made my cup pick when I was talking to Matthew you'll hear that in a little bit but now for the truck schedule so they have practice at 5 o'clock on, it's actually 5.05 on the 16th, so that's Thursday, and then they have qualifying on their race day, which is at 3 o'clock, and then their race is the night race at 7.30. So yeah, going over my picks, I'm going to take Corey LaJoy for the truck series, good plate racer, he should have a decent car, I hope he can have enough speed to get up there and compete for the win, and it'd be nice to see him win. And then for the Xfinity series, I'm going to go Austin Hill, he's so good at um plate races he's probably the best plate racer in that series and i think he's gonna be the one that gets it done so yeah that's my picks uh, another thing i wanted to mention is denny hamlin said that the fords they everyone got to change their body it was kind of meant for toyota and ford to catch up to the chevys a little when it comes to drag and arrow so i don't know the exact details on that and what they changed but they changed their noses and Hamlin thinks that the Fords are actually going to be the cars to be in qualifying. So if that's the case, then Hendrick's front row, or Bowman has started on the front row, I think five or six, something crazy like that. So they might be in trouble because the Fords might bring enough speed to beat them. I'm not sure if they can take this advantage and beat the Hendrick cars because Hendrick will just, they're going to be preparing harder than anybody because they kind of take pride in setting an example in the first 
first kind of competitive thing of the year. It's the Daytona 500 starting on the front row. I mean, they never seem to do good in the actual 500, but they kind of like to bring fast cars. So I think that they'll still, it'll, it might be closer, but I do think that the Hendrick cars are still going to qualify on pole. But Hamlin seems to think otherwise, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. It's just something to uh, watch out for starting right on Wednesday. I'm curious to see if that's the case. And I think the Toyotas are still a little bit behind according to Hamlin, so I would say probably Penske cars, maybe the RFK cars get up there, and then the Hendrick Chevys and RCR. But if RCR does good, then that means Hendrick's probably going to do better. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking for just the basic stuff. We talk more in depth about everything later, but I just wanted to do a quick preview and make sure I cover everything. And now we're going to talk to uh, Matthew. So I hope you guys like it, and I'll see you after this. Peace. Hello. Hello. What's up? Nothing, what's up? Nothing much, man. Just chilling out. Only got a week to go. Yep, one week till the 500. Yep. So I'm probably going to put this in like a Daytona 500 preview episode that I'm going to do. So, yeah, we can talk about whatever. But I did you read the stuff that I sent you? Yeah, I did. I uh, I did a quick like little review. Mm-hmm. Yep, so what are you thinking for the entries, the open entries? So it's two make it on qualifying speed, and then two can race their ways into the duels. Who do you think is going to be good there? Hello? Hello? I lost you for a little bit. Oh, I, I apologize. Yeah, my phone apparently cut off. Um, yeah, when it comes to racing into um, the duels, that's a little bit – you can make an argument that's easier because mm-hmm. um, I think when you're qualifying into the 500, like, you have to have a really good car. Like, you can't yep. just – you know, you know, it's – the field's not – as large as it was in let's say 2008 but Mm -hmm. it's still a pretty big field with you know multiple open cars i think you got to look at maybe beard motorsports uh they you know with noah gregson i i I don't know if they'll be able to qualify in i think they'd be the type of team that would uh have to race in the duels and make their Mm -hmm. way in that way uh then you have you know uh you have other teams which, you know, J.J. Yaley, he's going to be – who's he going to be driving for? MBM, I think? Yes, that that I was reading the tweet. It's – um, so it's Connor Daly, Austin Hill, Zane Smith, J.J. Yaley, Chan, Chandler Smith, Jimmy Johnson, and Pastrana. So it's yeah. seven, seven cars. Yeah, I think Pastrana, Jimmy, and Chandler are going to be in, probably in the best positions because they already – they are on established teams. That's what I was they, yeah. And they have good equipment. Uh, everyone else, uh, it's going to be dicey. But then again, like you mentioned, only two teams can get in by by qualifying. 
So that's going to be very interesting. If I had to say the two teams or the two drivers that would make it in on qualifying, I'd say it would be Chandler Smith and then probably probably Jimmy Johnson because Travis Pastrana hasn't done a lot of super speedway racing in his career. Um, I think Jimmy may benefit from that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we're just going to have to see uh, this week what's going to happen. But if, if I had to say that, and in terms of getting in by the duels, I think it would probably be maybe, uh, maybe Austin Hill, and then yeah, maybe maybe it's just so um, I it's don't know competitive, so it's hard. Yes, it's very competitive. I I was thinking that the Chevys would probably have big power and you would think like Jimmy Johnson put is putting a ton of time into that car just so he can qualify in and not have to worry about trying to race. And you would think that since the Chevys are always a little bit faster than the Toyotas, maybe it'd be Chandler Smith as the other one. But then Pastrana is going to have like, if he gets in the duels with like Denny and Bubba, they're going to try so hard to push him to uh, yeah. the front. I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think they would definitely work with him um, 100%. It's, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of old faces coming back. Uh, I feel like the duels are going to be the best we've seen in Daytona in some time, maybe yeah, even nearly a decade. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, um, I say I remember the days when there was 50 cars in the Daytona 500. I don't because, you know, it was right around, right around when I was just a small child. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I I do remember when there was at least probably 40 cars, 40, 45 cars trying to uh, in total. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's going to be – that's going to be a similar situation this time around. Uh, yeah. Not, not going to be quite as many as like 50 or 60, but it's still going to be enough to make it very interesting. So if you have to pick four, who are you going with? Uh, I would have to go with Chandler Smith, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Connor Daly, and Austin Hill. <clears throat> yeah, Austin Hill I think is going to be – he might surprise some people. I think I would go Pastrana, Johnson, Chandler Smith, and then maybe Zane Smith. Yeah, that's that's a good one because front row has some really good super speed wear. Yeah, you uh, would cars. think they'd have a decent bring a decent car. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I think. Go ahead. Wait, what? No, it's just uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Go I was going to ask if you have a pick to win yet. I, I do have a pick to win. Um, it's it may surprise you a bit, but I'm going with uh, Kyle Busch. Wow, I think I think um, it's it's probably the most bold pick I I could potentially make coming into this season, but I would have to go with Kyle due to the fact that he's had so much uh, so much bad luck in yep. the past like t- nearly two decades of him racing in the five hundred. I mm-hmm. feel like at some point that has to be broken. You know, you look at two thousand seven; he had a really good car. One of the top yep. five best cars in that race, and then he got wrecked on the last lap. You look at 2008 and 2009. He in 2008 or in 2009, he had by far the best car. He won his dual race. He was really competitive, and then he got wrecked because Junior had something out for Brian Vickers. And then uh, 
you know, 2019, he nearly won it, finishing second Jimmy, 2016, finished third. Um, yeah. And I just feel like it's it's kind of due – He's kind of due to get um, the, the the trophy, you know, after so many years. I think it'll happen this year. And it's he's got, like, a big change, so that could help. Different car, he's going to have different guys pushing him, and he might mm-hmm. not have to – he might be able to be a little more selfish than he has because it's just yes. him and Austin as teammates. And, I mean, the Chevys, the Fords seem to be the dominant cars there, but the Chevys are good too. So yeah. I Jones push Elliot to that Dago win in the fall. It's going to be tough because, yeah, you look at it, the Fords are always strong. They always have really, really good super speedway cars. But then you look at Toyota. Toyota is really strong because they work together. Yeah, they do. They do, and they, and they work together very, very well. They've had a lot of success. And the Chevys, uh, the Chevys work together well, but I feel like, Kyle, yeah, you definitely made a good point. He is going to have to be a little bit selfish. He's going to have to, uh, you know, maybe make some daring moves. Um, and, but at the same time, you have 200 laps. So uh, we'll just see. But I think when it's all said and done, I see Kyle doing burnouts on the front stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I could, see, I can see it too, really. Like, I'm taking Blaney, though. That's my pick. That's a great pick. Um, He's just been so close. It's got to come sooner than later. Yeah, and, and it feels like Blaney's been due for uh, a cup win, honestly, for a, a while. Yeah, that um, too. You know, going technically going winless in the regular season or in the entire season last year in terms of points paying events. I feel like that's a bit surprising because Blaney usually gets about one, two wins a year. So it was a little shocking not to see him win a single race last year. I think that's definitely going to change this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those guys who's like had a really rough – year last year and had a lot of unfortunate things like maybe Truex, Kyle, Blaney, someone like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it showed in the clash, all the guys that kind of had rough years last year stepped up like Kyle and Truex. Even like Bubba, Bubba's been so good at Daytona. Yeah, Bubba's Bubba's been awfully close. You know, he's finished runner-up twice. And uh, so it's going to be, the field is going to be Super competitive. I feel like uh, the race this year in, five, in the 500 has a chance to even do better than last year's. Last year's was pretty good. Well, they were so conservative last year because they didn't have um, backup cars and they didn't really know how the cars drove. And mm-hmm. there were so many questions. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a little more racier than it was throughout the. Oh, yeah. But it was good last year. That's true. It was very good, especially the end. Uh, just uh, really, and you know, there was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of crashes, but the crashes that happened, like there wasn't like 10 plus cautions, but the crashes that did happen, there was like some pretty big wrecks. Like you look at the Reddick and Kyle Larson, the Harvick wreck at the end. You obviously look at Harrison Burton's flip when uh, Kozlowski got into him at the beginning of the race. Some pretty big ones. Yeah. That brings me to the next thing that I, I, wrote down um you think there's there were seven cautions you think there's gonna be more or less than that or the same i have no doubt in my mind there will be more me too i think more i think there'll probably be about 10 or 11 that's Um, what i was thinking yep yeah because i just feel like i mean exactly what you were talking about uh last year they they didn't have any backup cars so like they had to race knowing well shoot if i wreck then oh no 
there that might be trouble um and you're racing so closely it's like again and we and i'm you know i'm exposing the elephant in the room but i mean super speedway racing is so you know it's so aggressive and you're just so you're tightly racing with everyone else around you you know if someone makes one wrong move and that could be it for like a dozen people's day so you have to really really watch it but um i feel like this year people are really going to be going after it the 500 it never disappoints and and the cautions are one thing that definitely makes it exciting yeah, I mean, the Bush class showed that, too, because last year there wasn't nearly as many cautions, and this year they weren't afraid to just beat the back and front bumpers off their cars. Yeah, it, it was the, the clash was, was a fun, fun event. And, yeah, uh, yeah you, we saw the aggression level, even in the practice sessions, be at a you know, pretty all-time high, honestly, especially compared to the last couple of years um, in the first year of the clash in 2022. Yep. Another thing is there's 35 lead changes last year. You think there's going to be over or under that? Ah, man, that's a good one. I think there's probably going to be – it's probably going to be right around that. Yeah, I think it depends on, like, when they go single file and ride. It may be more. That for. Like, it might be a little bit more, um, but it also could be maybe a little bit less. I think it's going to be right around that 35 to 40 mark. So – you think there's a uh, last lap pass for the win? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny of how aggressive we're talking about the race may be. Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, say no, I, I think. it's kind of like 50-50, I feel like, on the last lap pass. Sindrick led the last few, I think, right, last year? Uh, yeah, I think he had the, the lead on that uh, late race restart, and he just kind of took, yeah, took a hold of it, and Blaney was helping him. So. Yeah. All right, I'll just say yes just to go. The opposite, because yeah. I, I think 2021 we got a last lap pass. So yeah, there was not. A... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, not every race can be a last lap pass. So true. Yeah. Um, there was one flip. You think we see another flip this year? I think if we do see a flip, at the very most, it will be one. I don't see yeah. multiple. Yeah, that was kind of a freak thing that the way Burton flipped to it's not like we saw a ton of flips all the year last year other than Bushers. Yep. I agree. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with the uh, 500 or you want to go over some just rest of the season stuff? Yeah. The there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like headlines going into the 500, but yeah, it's just going to be, I, I just honestly hope it's a fun event. Um, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind it will be because the 500 hardly ever disappoints. But yeah. uh, I just I'm excited just to see um, what exactly happens. You know how the cars are going to be. You know we saw what happened in the clash with Ty and and it just and and even Denny after the clash made some comments about how like the you know when cars were hitting him uh, in the back and when he was hitting cars you know trying to bump him out the way like it actually hurt his yeah. like, his neck his head or something like that um on the device out yeah that's that's still kind of a a bad look but i feel like nascar is making major improvements and i feel like it's just going to continue uh i applaud them for the changes they have made but they really got to do something with the with the fire situation yeah yeah oh yeah that they said that gibbs installed it wrong or something so hopefully it doesn't happen again but i mean if that's the case then 
yeah, if that's the case, and that's completely on them. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. So one thing for this is just has to do with the rest of the season. I don't think a lot of people have been talking about this. Kozlowski hasn't won since Dega of 21. And like last year, I thought he was going to get a win at a plate race, but he didn't. You think he's going to finally get one this year? I do not. I do not see Kozlowski winning a points paying race in 2023. I see him. I see him winning maybe the all-star race. In my original predictions, I predicted him to win the all-star race. That was just kind of a cheesy pick. I I mean, I have really not much backing. I mean, Kozlowski is a pretty good short track racer, but um, I don't really have much other evidence to really conclude that he will be the main favorite for that. I just kind of picked him out of pure spite, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't see Kozlowski being able to win on a super speedway. I mean, he definitely could could be up front like he always is there, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll win. And then at other tracks, I just feel like Roush right now. Um, yeah, they won it, you know, with Busher and Bristol, and they swept the dual races last year. But they're still at a stage where they're kind of building back up the team, and they have to. One of the main ways they have to do that is not only the chemistry between everybody, but they also have to do. Uh, they also have to do some improvements with the equipment itself. And I thought that may take time. Yeah, I think Busher is even a little bit better than Keselowski right now, too. So Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, Busher had many more top fives last year, and he had a win. Yeah, competed for way more wins. Mm-hmm. I think if Keselowski gets one, I could see it coming out like late in the season at like Dega or something. But I don't see him winning one early. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the rookie? battle it's just I like how it's two guys and they're both probably going to be somewhat competitive Gregson and Gibbs and they already hate each other so it's gonna make it pretty entertaining yeah the rookie battle is going to be amazing this year between Noah and Ty I feel like um I feel like Ty definitely has an advantage considering the equipment Mm -hmm. but uh it's going to be interesting to see um how they do uh you know Gregson he's kind of one of those guys he performed as well at really any track, mainly intermediates, but he's really good at, at like, he's also good at short tracks and he's been able to produce some success there in Xfinity and Ty, Ty is really good at road courses. Um, he's Ty's kind of one of those guys that's pretty much really good everywhere. Um, yeah. so it's, it's going to be interesting. I think both though, um, are, are definitely going to, it's the, the battle is definitely going to live up to the hype. Yeah, so, definitely. I feel like it's going to be close. Um, I do have Ty barely edging no out for the rookie of the year battle, um, yeah. but I don't have him doing it by a large margin. I look at it like Ty is going to be in better equipment and he's younger. So I think he's going to race a little less consistent, but I can see him running like either top five or 30th, you know, but I see Gregson mm-hmm. like kind of having quiet days week in and week out and just, quietly like finishing i don't know top 15 16 17th maybe 12th or 13th here and there and i think it's going to come down to one of them winning though i do see one of them winning and i think it's going to be gregson i don't know where but i think you could probably go with either or and your guess would be just about as good as the other yeah both both have the potential to run extremely well like if i would not be surprised if 
Gregson or Gibbs is running top five at like Darlington or at like Bristol or one of those tracks, like a really, a really demanding track, not like yeah. just a super speedway where you can hold it wide open. I'm talking about like tracks that like take a buttload of talent to actually run well there. Um, I could see that. And no one's ta- talking about like how like crazy this rookie battle is because they finished one and two in the Xfinity series. They had like a combined what? 15 16 wins last year they're like the two best talents upcoming talents oh no doubt yeah the, that battle last year in xfinity was really good and um yeah i mean everyone knows how good noah and ty are but um and and that of course is why the hype has been built up the way it has but yeah that battle this year uh could really go down as one of the best rookie battles in in nascar history and i like what nascar did with it because obviously Noah and Ty ran a large amount of races last year. Like, I think Noah ran for colleague, ran like 17 races, something like that. And he ran a few of Hendrick. Um, and then Ty ran, I think, like 16, 17 races. I don't know how yeah, exactly how much. Pocono. So, mm-hmm. so uh, like, NASCAR could have very easily have said, well, y'all were rookies last year. But that wouldn't have made it fun. That wouldn't have made it fun because yeah. NASCAR realizes, man, Ty and Noah, they just they despise each other. I think it's more that Noah actually despises Ty rather than Ty despising Noah. Yeah. But still, uh, <laughs> they they are not friends. Uh, they do not get along. They it's it's like mixing oil with water, kind of like Harvick and Kyle back in the day. They don't yeah. they don't merge. They don't mix. They're not so like yeah. And they're and and their fan bases do not like do not like each other either so you put you put that together that's gonna be a really really good fight especially if they're competitive and they ever win oh exactly that's Mm -hmm. gonna make it a million times better yeah how many winners do you think we're gonna have we had 19 last year i think it's gonna be a little bit less this year i say Mm -hmm. we get about 16 17 maybe Mm -hmm. 18 i don't think it'll be 19 or more I just think um, this year there's going to be more drivers that are going to emerge. And I feel like there's going to be more guys that are going to be winning three, four, five races than last year. I mean, you look at last year, the leading winner was Chase Elliott, who had just five five wins. Yeah. You look at the previous two years before that, in 2021, the leading winner was Kyle Larson with 10. The leading winner in 2020 was Kevin Harvick with nine. Like, that's a major draw. Seven or eight that year. Yeah, Han- yeah, Hamlin had seven, and then before that, it was you know Trex with you know seven in 2019. So it, it's just kind of gone down. Yeah, honestly, I'm thinking that there's going to be maybe like thir- 12 to 14 before playoffs, and then I would say maybe we get up maximum of three random winners in the uh, playoffs because you got Dega in there, and then maybe there's an upset at one of the road courses or something. But so I would say. I don't know, 16, 17 max. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, but I don't think the playoff battle is going to be as crazy where it's like down to the last lap at Daytona. Of course, because there will be guys who haven't won that are way below the line up there fighting for the lead, but I don't think it'll be where like Truex and Blaney are points racing the way they oh, were. Yeah, that, that was absolutely nuts last year yeah. watching that unfold. Yep. Yeah. So who do you think the top 
like, I don't know, you could say top three or top five best drivers are going to be this year. So I was thinking about that when I saw that you sent me that little list. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, who's going to be like, you know, that the top five? If I had to say, I, I'm going to say it's going to be Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, yeah. Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson. And that fifth guy might either be Chase Elliott or maybe Kyle Busch. That's what I'm. Hmm. Um, I haven't really thought about five too much, but I was thinking maybe depending on how RCR does Kyle Busch, I think Elliott or Larson, I'm not sure about both of them. Logano, I have a feeling he's going to kind of have a championship hangover, but I was thinking Hamlin, Truex, mostly, mainly Truex. I think that team could get hot and win a bunch. Mm -hmm. So my, I'll say five, Truex, Kyle Busch, Larson. I'm thinking Reddick's going to kind of have a year similar to last year, so a good year, but I don't think he's going to be like a super, have like a super dominating year. Mm-hmm. And so I got three. I'm going to say, so I got Bush, Truex, who's my last one. Bush, Truex, Larson. I'll say Elliot, and then hmm. I'm thinking maybe Blaney. Yeah, Blaney's a good pick. Maybe Blaney steps up. Dale Jr. has him winning the championship. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just. And and I know, and I've mentioned it several times, you know, on, on my stories or whatever, but I just absolutely adore how competitive the Cup Series field is, how competitive yeah. it was yeah. last year and how competitive it's going to be in 2023. I mean, it, it truly amazes me. There is literally well over 20 different drivers who could win a race. I mean, we had 19 winners last year. That hadn't been yeah. done previously for 21 years. Yeah, that's... it's it's and it's. I feel like just the these guys, and I feel like allowing people like Kyle to go back down to, uh, into the Xfinity series. You're gonna have Ty going back down there. Reddick's gonna be doing some races for Sam Hunt. I mean, it's just gonna continue. These Xfinity guys are just gonna get better and better. I feel like Chandler Smith one day he could go up and be like Ty or Noah. Um, it's just it's it truly is amazing, and I love that for the sport. Yeah, and the car has a lot to do with it, and I know everyone would say that when they hear that, but I actually think that there's some of, like, the best talent that there's been in a while. You look at, like, now Jimmy's going to be back, and I know he's only part-time, but there's so many wins amongst all the the whole field. It's got to be at least half of them have at least one win in their career. Yeah, I mean, it just, like, these these guys now – and, you know, and, it, and I feel like it's this way with a lot of professional sports. But, like, NASCAR has gotten younger. Like, a lot of these guys now that are, like, really good, like Bell, uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, drivers like this that have gotten so good are, like, so much younger. Like, mm-hmm. they are, like, they're not even 30 yet. I mean, Kyle Larson, you know, if it wasn't for him being stuck with Ganassi for all those years, he could have probably had 30-plus wins right now. Yeah, uh, these true. guys like it's not the day and age back in like the '90s and '80s where you had guys like Harry Gant who were like pushing. They were over 50 years old and they were still being a championship contender. No, these guys now can be championship contenders when they're 21, 22, 23. That truly yeah. amazes me. 
but then even Harvick at like 45 still has good seasons. So it's like the age range is huge. Yeah, Harvick can be – Harvick has proven that he can still win races. He can still be a threat. And, yeah, you're exactly right. He's 46. He's pushing 50 years old. Yeah. Um, So it's – yeah, it's quite incredible to look at both sides of the spectrum in that regard. You think Harvick's going to make the playoffs? Um, I do. I do think he's going to make it. I think he will make it barely. I think he'll probably be like the 14th, 15th. Um, I have Harvick winning a race. I don't, where was it? I think I'm winning uh, the, the Michigan race again, going back to back there. Oh, he's that's so kind of his. Oh, that, Michigan's his playground. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like Har- I got him winning one race. And, yeah, I think he'll be – I think he'll, he'll be a little bit more competitive than – competitive than he was last year in that first half of the season in 2022 Harvick was kind of bad he was yeah you know had some runs that kind of deteriorated and then once the summer kind of kick-started he went back to back into Michigan and Richmond but it just felt like he was running a lot better uh, in the summer so uh, we shall see what he does this year I I don't have him making the playoffs I I don't I just it's not it's not him because he runs so good even when he's not winning he just will finish like seventh every race but SH it's more just SHR like they just haven't had like anything any dominating speed at really any tracks I mean Briscoe came out flying last year but then it kind of died off yeah after and he got pretty lucky in the playoffs yeah. He had a few top tens, but nothing that wasn't leading laps, or you didn't think he was going to be a favorite to win anything. Yeah, one guy I'm really, really looking out for is Priest. I'm excited to watch Priest. You know, we're all talking about the rookie of the year battle between, well, Priest wouldn't be considered a rookie, but. But this is his first year in decent equipment. Yes. So, in a way, I'd consider him a rookie, even though statistically and realistically, he's not one. But yeah, Priest. Uh, he really proved something in that class. You know, he led a lot of laps. Unfortunately, he had something go wrong with the car. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was overheating or what. I think it was but... a fuel pump issue. Oh, yeah. Because I remember he, he was... Can... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I remember he was leading, and then, you know, all of a sudden he had um, some sort of mishap, and then Trex overtook him. Yeah, no one could – it was weird how Kyle was the only one who drove back through the field. Like, Almirola couldn't, Priest couldn't, Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just one of those uh, KFB moments, you know, like 2020 Texas. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> what race are you looking forward to the most this year? Oh, I don't know. The, the most – the race I'm probably anticipating the most would probably be – it would have to be Chicago because the road course. Yeah, I think I feel like for me, that's not necessarily the race. I don't know if I would deem. I don't know if I would deem it as the race I'm most excited about, but I'm anticipating it. Like, I feel like the Chicago race. I, I don't feel like it's going to be a good race, but I feel like it will just be interesting to see how the cars will race with it mm-hmm. being kind of such of a kind of it's not one of these road courses or these street courses that's going to have like windy turns. It's kind of going to have these sharp turns. It's not going to be super wide. Um, It's, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how that is, but the race I'm probably most excited for would probably be the summer Atlanta race because that's going to be a night race. And uh, I'm a little biased because I'm probably going to that race. So, yeah. Um, 
I think for me, it's probably the I don't I love the Coke six hundred, and I think Wilkesboro will be good. But since it's not really like a big points race, it doesn't feel as much of a crown jewel. Mm-hmm. So I think in the Southern five hundred too is so good. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Ones. It's always gonna be a good one. You know, it's always fun going there. Just hope Kyle doesn't finish fiftieth. <laughs> yeah, bar start, he finished dead last like all, every time. Blow his motor or something. Yeah, it just feels that way. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's very few races on the schedule that truly really disappoint. I like what you said about Wilkesboro. You know, it being a non-points race, that's true. But I feel like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of excitement that's around Wilkesboro for, yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there Historic. definitely is. Yeah, but I feel like there definitely is some people that are kind of being realistic. Uh, that are like, well, let's take a moment here and actually look at the grand scheme of things. We have this is our second year of the next gen car. The first year at mo- at many of the short tracks like Bristol and especially both Martinsville events, the car kind of sucked. Like mm-hmm. the racing was not good. There was not a lot of passing. Uh, it just felt really off. Like, and and some people are saying, do we really think Wilkesboro is going to be any different? I mean, you know, each their own. But. I'm thinking that it's going to be kind of like a hybrid of the Bush Clash and Martinsville because, I mean, the cars seem to race pretty good at the Bush Clash and it's about the same length as Wilkesboro, but Wilkesboro is set up more of a racetrack, so I think it's going to be a faster track, so that's why it's going to be the racing won't be quite as good as the Bush Clash, but it should be decent. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's a really good race. Plus the package change. Mm-hmm. Are you going to that race? I am not. I'm not going to that race. A uh, little too far. Uh, uh, me and my dad have discussed uh, potentially going to Rockingham if it ever comes back on the schedule because we don't live as far away from Rockingham yeah. as we do Wilkesboro. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, I'll definitely be watching it, though. and I'll be super excited to see how uh, what happens. Are you going to go to both Darlington's? Yes, I am. I'm planning on going to plan on going to the triple header in May, and then yeah. going to both events. I'm, I'm definitely going to the summer or not summer. Definitely going to the September Xfinity race at Darlington, 100 percent because that race Kyle was going to be in. So yeah, um, yeah. But I'm planning on going to both Darlington, all the events there, then summer Atlanta, and then maybe somewhere else. But that might be it. I have a uh, friend who lives right outside of Atlanta, so I might go and stay with him and then go to that one of the That's Atlanta awesome. races. Yep. Yeah, I love I love how um, the thing that sold me with Atlanta was, yeah, Atlanta's a super fun track now that's turned into a super speedway. The racing has been so much, you know, obviously it's racing like super speedways. It's been fun. But the fact that it's going to be a night race now, mm-hmm. it's not gonna, you're not going to have to worry about that you know, July Atlanta heat, you know, it's going to be probably putrid. Um, yeah. It's going to be really, really nice. So, uh, you know, when I was discussing what races we were going to this year with my dad, I was like, man, we need to, you know, it's going to be a night race. And just seeing the cars at night, like, how could you not want to go to that? Yeah. The Bristol night race was nuts. Oh, yeah. That, oh, man. Bristol's one of those tracks that's like right on the top of my list that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Anything else you want to talk about? 
There's honestly a lot we can talk about. Um, I know. Um, there's so much different storylines going on. Yeah, Xfinity is going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm curious year. to see who's going to dominate that. I feel like Barry's probably going to be the leading contender just because. That's, yeah, you know, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, I think most people agree that Barry's probably going to be the main guy. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like Joe Gibbs is going to be taking a step back. Yeah. In Xfinity. I mean, yeah, losing Ty, of course, they're going to be taking a step back. But Sammy Smith, I mean, he looked pretty good in his few starts in 2022. It'll just depend. And then John Hunter Nemechek, um, I feel like he could run pretty well. But I still like, feel like they're taking a bit of a step back from last year. Yeah, I think it'll be Nemechek will get like five wins. Maybe Custer gets six or seven. And then I think Barry will be the ma- maybe get seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if they'll get that many. I think Barry, because I, I factor in the the amount of Cup drivers. That oh yeah, starting that's starting too. Races. Yeah, um, yeah. Ty, I mean Ty, uh, Ty Gibbs, Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Busch are already confirmed. And then who knows? I mean, uh, there may be some other guys. I mean, maybe Christopher Bell, the Hendrick entry. Yeah, the Hendrick entry. Uh, maybe some guy. Can, you know, someone can start in the eighty eight for JRM. I mean, there's. You know, there's a lot of cup guys that are going to be in the Xfinity field, way more than I think last year. So, in more races, that's what I mean. So, um, I, f- I feel like Barry, though, will probably be just overall be the best because Barry is, re- I mean, he's probably going to be the best short track racer in the Xfinity series next year. And he's also extremely good on intermediates. So, mm-hmm. and then I feel like, you know, John Hernimacek, he's he's kind of good at you know he's good at intermediates. John Hernimacek's one of those guys. He's pretty solid everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but and then you know you have some other guys. Chandler Smith, he can make some noise. Justin Allgaier, he's always pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's complaining about the Cup drivers running in the Xfinity Series, but I mean it's got to be. It's better for the fans of those drivers. Like, all the Hendrick fans loved when Elliott and Larson and Byron were running. Yeah. I, was, I, went, to the, I went to the race when uh, Elliott, uh, he couldn't qualify for the Darlington race. Oh, yeah. In the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember going to that, and I was kind of, like, laughing. I was like, man, Elliott fans aren't going to like this one. Oh, yeah, because of the rain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was raining all that weekend. It was crazy. And then you were at the, were you at the race when um, Gregson, Larson, and uh, who was it? Creed. Yeah, Creed had that battle. You were there, right? Uh, yes, I was. I that was one of the best finishes I've ever seen in my entire life. It was unreal. Uh, I remember leading up to that, but you know there was a long rain delay before the race got restarted. Um, it was probably like two hours. It was yeah, pretty I bad. That. We had to stand around the concession stands inside of the track or, or inside like, you know, we had come off the the stands and we were down there and it was like just like the it was raining so much that the rain started to flood into the like into that little area and there was like, I mean, hundreds of us just standing down there and I was like, really? oh my goodness. It's terrible because <laughs> our shoes were getting wet. I mean, it was like really starting to build up. And anyways, yeah, that that finish was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you, do you stay in Darlington or you just drive from your house? You're only like thirty minutes from the track, right? Yeah, I I uh, yeah. When we 
I live probably, yeah, about half an hour from the track. So usually when I go, I, or every time I go, I go with my dad and we just drive up there and I've gotten just so used to, I've been to Darlington way more than any other track. Yeah. So I've just gotten extremely used to going up there. Um, don't you go to, haven't you been to uh, New Hampshire before? Yeah, New, I'm like three hours from New Hampshire. Okay. Which is yeah, the I, closest I, track and that's so, you probably are within like three hours of probably four or five tracks, right? Charlotte, yeah, Atlanta. You know, it's, uh, yeah, Charlotte, Atlanta, Wilkesboro, I'm about maybe, maybe about three and a half. And then uh, Richmond and Martinsville are what, four or five from you, maybe? yeah. Now, Rockingham, even though Rockingham's not on the schedule, Rockingham's maybe like, I don't know, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. from me. It's not that long. Um, but I never realized that, like, I would always say, like, man, I live, like, just down the road from Darlington. People would be like, oh, it must be nice having a NASCAR track that you can literally drive 20, 30 minutes. So I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, some people, you know, such as yourself, you know, the closest track to you is two, three hours away. You know, that just blows my mind. You know, I have one friend, he lives in, like, New York, but he lives, like, way a ways away from, like, Watkins Glen. It takes him, like, four hours to get there, and that's his closest Mm -hmm. track. Yeah, Watkins Glen is, like, five hours from me, I think, or maybe six or seven, and then Pocono's, like, five. Man, the closest. Yeah, there's not a lot of tracks up here, probably just because of the winter. It would just destroy. The ice Mm -hmm. would probably just destroy the tracks. Snow race. <laughs> I think Dover's like five hours from me too. Oh yeah, gosh, I kind of forget about Dover. Honestly, poor Dover. Yeah, lost the date, and who knows? I might be off the schedule in another couple of years. I hope not. Hopefully not. Yeah, that put on a good race last year. Yeah, the race last year was good. Um, it, Dover, uh, it usually doesn't fail to disappoint. I just feel like over the years. Uh, I feel like there has been a few bad races and not to mention that the, I don't know. I feel like NASCAR has been exploring the market so much with these new tracks and facilities and wanting to branch out. Uh, You know, they have a loyal fan base up there in Delaware, but you know, it's kind of like we want to go other places and try new things, which I applaud NASCAR for, but that comes out of the expense of these tracks, potentially losing dates. You know, we saw Pocono, Michigan suffer the same fate, you know, yeah, I think um, Auto Club is actually my most – the race I'm looking forward to the most because it's going to be the last race there, and it was so good. Oh, yeah, Auto Club. Auto Club is one of the best tracks. Last year it had one of the best races. Uh, just a really, really good race. Uh, you can maybe even put the argument out that the Auto Club race last year was the best race of yeah, 2022. Yeah, a lot of people thought that. Because – when I look back at it, you had comers and goers at the wazoo in that race. Like mm-hmm. everyone, you had no one that was like truly consistent. I mean, even look at Larson. He obviously won, but he led only like 15, 20 laps. Yeah, the last. I mean, the last bit. No one truly dominated. You know, Reddick and Eric Jones were really solid at the beginning. Then Logano, then Suarez, then Austin Dillon. Then Elliot. Other guys. Got into the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Elliot. Yeah. And then. Oh, gosh, his radio communications. Yeah, it, had, it just had a really, really good uh, just overall setup, you know, the storylines and the racing itself. The Gibbs cars blew up in, like, the first five laps. Oh, my. That was, like, the worst race for Jill Gibbs racing that I've ever seen. Kyle going, like, five laps down and still finishing in the top 15. 
Yep. Hamlet. Rex or someone overheated or fell, and they were all, like, half their cars had to go to pit lane. Yeah, and I think uh, Daniel Hemrick got, like, a top ten in that race. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was like, yeah. Do you think A.J. Allmendinger's going to make the playoffs? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a, that's one I'm, like, really indecisive on. Like, I feel like I, I personally don't have A.J. winning a race, which may mm-hmm. shock some people, but I don't. I just – I feel like he's going to be in contention. I feel like if, you know, he's going to win anywhere, it's going to be a road course, but I feel like he's going to be in contention – more than a lot of drivers, maybe even some drivers that do win. But uh, I just don't know if if he'll make the playoffs. Um, he If he does, I do see him getting maybe the 14th, 15th seed, kind of like Harvard being right on the cusp. I yeah. do see him potentially performing well, though. Like I feel like if AJ does make the playoffs, he's going to make some noise. He's going to be running up front and contending for wins and trying to move on. Uh, deep into it so uh that's gonna be exciting to watch yeah yeah i think he's i have him winning a race before the playoffs i think with all the road course opportunities he's gonna get one yeah i never never doubt aj almeninger he is just really really solid a really really yep. fun driver to watch and he's got you know he's arguably one of the most talented drivers in nascar uh currently what about uh cory lejoy you think he could get one this year I feel like he, if he if he does, it's going to be a super speedway. I'm going to say no. He seems like every year he gets like one or two races where he's up there and like you're pulling for him to win. But he's his equipment just he can't put himself in a spot like that consistently enough. So it's just going to be so hard for him to get. Yeah, one. I feel like you know I don't put so much blame on Corey as to the fact that he aspires just not that good of a team. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, we're going to see that with Ty Dillon. I mean, it's not like Ty Dillon performed well by any means with Petty GMS, but, you know, or Legacy Motor Club. But I don't feel like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Corey or Ty don't get a single top 10. They might, but it's, you know, Spire's just not that good of a team. Yeah, they might get one at a plate race, but they're just never going to have the speed. Yeah, they're like, you know, and, and, and you always have that, you know, you always have about, two three teams that are just kind of not that good they're, like they can like, maybe surprise you yeah they're consistently not going to be that good i think eric jones is going to have a really good year i think he's he got that southern 500 win now he's got jimmy and you would think gregson's probably a better teammate than dylan was that might push him a little farther i think he's going to make the playoffs i feel like um uh... Eric Jones is one of those guys that everyone kind of gave up on him. Not everyone, but people kind of like, people are like, I tell you one person that gave up on him, Joe Gibbs, he gave up on him. He kicked him to the curb uh, after 2020 and uh, he went to Petty GMS and he, he did okay. But the, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like the, the next gen car, like many teams tremendously helped Petty GMS or legacy motor club in 2022. Uh, they performed really well, and Eric Jones had some really good runs. He ran well at Auto Club. He obviously won the Southern 500. He was pretty competitive throughout much of the year, and uh, I would not be surprised if he gets a win this year or if he is competing for top tens nearly every week. 
Um, it wouldn't shock me a whole lot because Eric Jones has a buttload of talent. He's just a really well-rounded driver. Yeah, so. I agree. I'm hoping the Logano-Bush rivalry is in full effect this year. Oh, man. And, and I, the Chastain-Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. I hope Harvick. Harvick's just going to wreck anyone who goes near him. I would love to see another uh, – I would like to see someone else get into a Harvick because, you know, of course, 2021 we had Chase, and <laughs> that rivalry between them was just so good. It was yeah. so much fun to watch. Yeah. And I really hope – like that Bristol race, I seriously thought when Harvick came up to him, I seriously thought they were about to throw haymakers. Like it was just – That would have been a player. <laughs> yeah, but – um, and then, you know, him, him cursing and then him – slam his helmet on top of his roof but uh yeah the logano bush rivalry is going to be pretty good um i feel like you know kyle and logano have always disliked each other yeah. um for for really ever since kyle uh or ever since logano moved on to penske i feel like they always kind of were butting heads obviously yeah, it, running into climax. each other yeah it hits climax in 2017 at vegas and uh it's just it's never really been it's never really been resolved. And I feel like, you know, Kyle, as he gets older, I feel like it's kind of going to be one of these deals that, and this is, you can certainly argue, argue this, but I feel like Kyle's going to be like more just not really caring. He's just going to be like, yeah. he's just going to not really care. Uh, like if Logano, like, I mean, even Kyle stated as much, you know, he's got one coming. He's got a few, you know, he's had one coming for a while. Um, I feel like Kyle's not going to be afraid to back up his words and to actually do something about what's going on because uh, that's how Kyle is. And uh, it, it's going to be really, really fun to see uh, what transpires between them two. And then obviously Chastain and Hamlin as well. Yeah, and Childress doesn't care either. Oh, you, you know. Wait, yeah. like Gibbs probably had him on a tighter leash, leash than Childress is going to have. Oh, He'll 100%. be able to do whatever he wants. Oh, he 100% did. There's no doubt in my mind. I feel like uh, Richard, Richard's just such an old school guy, and he's going to be backing Kyle 100% in every yeah. situation, just like he does with Austin. Yeah. And I feel like that is going to show. Like, I feel like when, when if something happens to Kyle, uh, Kyle's not going to take any crap, and neither is Richard. Yeah. Richard's going to be right behind Kyle saying, hey, man, you got this. We got this. We're going to figure it out. If revenge might be coming for them, if it is, it is. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, we're in this together. Um, so, and and I respect. I have so much respect for Richard Childress. And I just, uh, I feel like that definitely could be a situation where uh, they're just, you know, they're just going to be siding with each other, um, unlike they were with, when back in 2011, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, that'll probably help Kyle too. What's funny about the um. The Bush Logano rivalry is I don't know where I saw, but it was at some point last year. They were like, Who's your favorite guy to race against to Logano? And he said he loves racing against Kyle because he they just battle every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love but he said that's his favorite person to race. I love drivers that just and, and there's so many of them. And now the the biggest guy that's that's come up that fits this, you know, narrative is Rough chest same, but I just love guys that just do not take crap from anybody else. You know, they just like you, you give me a little bit of a shove, that's okay. I'm going to give you a shove that's three times as bad. Yeah. <laughs> and if you wreck, you wreck. Oops, sorry. 
Like, mm-hmm. I love guys like that. Obviously, Kyle's that way. Logano's that way. Chastain's that way. Harvick is kind of that way or used to be that way. There's this – it is it is so fun to watch people like that. You know, if you're the opposing driver or the opposing fan base, obviously, you'll get mad. You know, I got mad at what Logano did to Clash. But it just – at the same time, when you look back at the grand scheme of things, you're like, oh, man, that, that really was a fun battle. Yeah. Fun to yeah. see. Fun to watch. So funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Then there's the guys who like try to act like they're that way, but they aren't. Like Hamlin, oh, like Hamlin. yeah, Hamlin. Castain <laughs> yeah, wrecks them all season, and then oh, Hamlin passes them in the final lap of the Martinsville race. Hamlin is the absolute epitome of all bark no bite. Um, he just like, you know, he was getting. I mean, literally, he was saying. Oh, he's got something coming. He's got something coming after Gateway and Atlanta and whatnot. And, you know, it's going to happen. And I feel like, yeah, and, and you could make the argument that technically Hamlin did do something to him at Pocono. But most – I mean, it's not like he went the full season and just was, like, trying to dump him every chance he got yeah. after Gateway. He didn't really do that. So. He had the opportunity at Martinsville to take oh, him he on. 100% did. But he thought, oh, I'll race him clean. And he did. He was passing cars. But then Chastain still gets the better of him. Oh, my. And it, it was just hilarious just watching Hamlin. Just he had his, like, he had, like water bottle or whatever in his hand. He was just, <laughs> just looking up like after he got out of the car. I mean, I, yeah, it's like at that point, you can't even be mad. Like, I know. Just, like. It's like it's like you're 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 so mad inside, but you can't even just be mad anymore. It like gets to that point. Yeah. He Chet Hamlin already said that. I I forget how he said it, but on his podcast he said, I think with these guys, like I guess I just gotta go to the point where they finally understand. Basically he's saying he's got a wreck chest and ain't even worse than he has, but he still barely did anything besides the Pocono thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Until it's it's one of these deals where it's like until Hamlin actually goes through with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna believe him. Hamlin's yeah, always been that. Him way. just flat out dump him on a short track. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to, I mean, if he's saying, okay, look, I'm not letting Chastain get by with this anymore. Okay, then take him out. If you ain't gonna take him out, then why are you saying that? You know? Yeah. It's like, why are you talking out of your you know your rear end? I mean, actually do something. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun. I think Ch- Chastain is never gonna stop doing that. He oh, just ch- no, Chastain's always gonna be that way. I, I feel like it's pretty hard to change the way a driver races. I feel like age definitely plays a role in that. But yeah. I feel like in your younger years, like man, you were just you just do not care, yeah. and Chastain just does not care. He does not care how you feel. He does not care what you go home and you tell your wife or girlfriend about what how he raced you on the track. He doesn't care about, you know, teams getting and drivers getting mad at you, fan base is not liking you. He does not care. And he won't for probably most of his career. And that's what makes him so much fun to watch because he's always going to be that way. He's, I mean, and literally it only took the first non-points paying event of the season for Chastain to prove that. This year. Yeah, the camera pans out and it's just Hamlin spun around with Chastain. <laughs> like, I remember watching that on my TV and I saw Hamlin spin. I was like, 
I was like, I wonder who did that. And I, <laughs> it just shows up in a one card. <laughs> I think Chastain, like when he when he's in the middle of the week when they're asking him about it, like he cares. He doesn't want to wreck people and everything. But when he starts racing, he just loses control oh. and just cannot stop. Yeah. He can't you know, take back a notch when he actually puts the helmet on. You know, I used to honestly kind of dislike Chastain uh, earlier, back mainly back in 2021 because of, you know, he got into Kyle sometimes. He prevented him from winning Atlanta and whatnot. But yep. my thoughts on Chastain have tremendously changed. Like, I actually really like him now. He's a cool dude. And he just he's, – he's just, again, like I said, he's so fun to watch on track. He really is. Yeah. There's so many drivers that they do something, and, like, it makes me mad. And then, like, a week later, I look back at it, and I'm like, I'm glad they did that because it's actually – shows that there's different characters in the – Yeah. There's just makes the sport Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the sport – if the sport did not and, – and I always go back to this. And, you know, of course I'll say this as a Kyle fan, but, like, what if NASCAR did not have Kyle Busch right now? It yeah. would probably be – It would. It, you could see the aftermath of it. It's not like it would not – it would be a visibly apparent that he would be gone because just, you know, who would drive – who would fans get the hate on? Who would fans it'd have the cheer quiet, on? Like it'd make it quieter. Yeah, I mean, Kyle is just like, and it's like, same with Harvick. You know, Kyle and Harvick are really one, are like two of the only guys, and it might be because they're two of the oldest, but they just do not care what they say. You know, I mean, Harvick all last year was completely bashing the crap out of the next single. Yeah. He was like, I mean, after Darlington, I mean, he was saying so much about it. Like, I thought for sure NASCAR was going to find him a buttload of money for like, he was just absolutely going off the deep end. I mean, he was not caring. And then, you know, you look at Kyle, you know, back at, um, back at Vegas, I think it was last year, he was like, um, the parts are all the same. They come from Walmart. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I mean, just <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, they say – I mean, the funny thing is you got, like, Kyle and Harvick and – when Harvick talks, everyone, like, kind of agrees with him. I mean, he has a lot of people that hate him, but for the most mm-hmm. part, people respect what he says. And then you got Kyle, which is, like, 50-50. Half people are, like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. The other half agrees with him. And then there's Hamlin. Every time he talks, everyone oh, just no. <laughs> goes against him. Yeah, Hamlin's – I don't think Hamlin's ever going to really get that respect. But, I mean, Hamlin just – I don't know, man. He's just always going to be that guy that, like, everyone's going to pick on him for never winning a championship. Everyone's always going to be on him because of his comments about, you know, certain situations and his rivalry with Ross and his – and I feel like the main reason why Hamlin's so hated is because he drives for JGR and his loyalty to the team. I feel like in Toyota – I mean, we already know most NASCAR fans do not like Toyota unless they're a Gibbs fan. And yeah. they do not like Joe Gibbs racing uh, if they're, you know, of course, not a JGR fan. So Hamlin kind of has gotten pushed into that. But, I mean, at the same time, Hamlin has done stuff um, that has made him, you know, hated, that he has personally said that has no real affiliation with JGR. So it goes both ways. You um, I was watching – there was an NFL game on a couple of weeks ago. I forget who it was, but – Hamlin must have been watching because he tweeted and he said, how can you, I think he said, like, how can you be a quarterback your whole life and still not be able to do your job? 
something like that and I click it and I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to see what the responses <laughs> are. It's like three minutes into the tweet. There's like 15 responses and every single one is just how do you drive in the cup series and top equipment and not win a single <laughs> champion. Oh no. Yeah, Everybody I feel like commenting it. <laughs> I feel like rooting for a guy that has never won a championship. Um and like he's already disliked. Like you're just begging. You're just be- like you're begging to lose almost every argument you get into with someone else. Like like you, you know, like a Hamlin fan says, "Ooh, look at my three day Tony five hundreds. Where's the championship? Where's the championship?" Yeah, because oh well, I don't have one. You know, like, everything he does is like an oxymoron. Like he complains yeah. about guys, and then he's yeah. he said he's a hypocrite. Like. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he completely wrecks someone and then doesn't pretends it's not his fault and then gets wrecked the next week and gets so mad and goes on and on about it. Yeah, remember he's just a hack, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlin's funny though. Like I don't like I don't love him, but the stuff he says is just makes. Yeah. He's entertaining. Some of the stuff he does. I agree. There's um. You know, Hamlin's not really a guy. I've I've never really disliked Hamlin. I think the main reason for that is because of the fact that if, if like, Cal had never raced for JGR or vice versa, if Hamlin had never raced for JGR, I probably would dislike him a lot more. But yeah. I've never held a real grudge against him. But I can definitely see why a lot of people dislike Hamlin. I can 100% see why. Yeah. Um, but I personally don't have much against him. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I just like to see what he says. You know, he's one of these guys that's really he's really active on Twitter. You know, he's really active in social media, and he kind of speaks his mind on stuff. So, yeah. Who you got winning the Super Bowl? Ah, Super Bowl. Uh, I got the Eagles. Yeah, that's who I think. So. I don't know a lot about football, but that's who I think. My, so. uh, my whole family, I was asking my mom earlier, she said she had the Eagles. She doesn't know anything about football. But my dad is picking the Chiefs. Oh, really? So, uh, it's not like we have a bet in place or anything, but it's going to be interesting to see who is right. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, Eagles got a really good team. So the Chiefs, you never, uh, never go against Mahomes and Kelsey. They're like the best. Uh, quarterback tight end duo of all time and then you have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles who are a young really feisty bunch with a load of talent and a mm-hmm. really good first year head coach so we'll see yeah all right well thanks for coming on yeah man it was awesome glad I could uh come on man enjoy it thanks for coming we'll talk again soon we'll see how our predictions did yeah it's gonna be interesting Got some takes in, so we'll see what happens with those. All right, man. See you. All right. See you. Have a good week. You as well, man. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you liked talking to Matthew. He had some interesting points. Definitely nice to bring someone with a different perspective on the podcast. Um, Yeah, so if you want to come on it, and I'll let anybody come talk, say whatever they want. I don't care. Just DM me on Instagram at first or fence obviously and then follow him on instagram at kb nascar fan um so yeah i guess we'll just see you after the daytona 500 all everything starts on wednesday so it's going to be a pretty packed filled week and there's going to be a lot of stuff to look out for so that'll be fun to watch 
But anyways, I hope you guys like the episode. I'll see you after the 500. Have a good week and enjoy the uh, 500. Peace.